It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome into uh, episode 170 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Caleb Sloha. We're going to talk uh, Las Vegas, everything that was this weekend uh, on the pavement. Um, IndyCar starts soon. We'll probably go a little bit into that. Um, and... Everything else we got from the weekend. There will be a dirt, uh, dirt show soon. We'll get to that. Uh, before we start, I do want to say we're presented by the fine folks, ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between or outside the box. We're open to everybody. Very inclusive here for the people at the Carl Auto Group. There are presenting sponsors. If you're looking at a car, looking for a car, look no further than the Carl Auto Group. They'll get you helped out, as uh, me and Damon like to say. Uh, the car will be very clean, and that's our personal guarantee. So just make sure that's taken care of. You don't need to worry about it, though, because the Carl Auto Group nails it every single time. So go down the Carl Auto Group, get yourself a new ride, get a used ride, any type of ride you want, uh, and thank them uh, for sponsoring uh, the Always Race Day podcast. We appreciate them uh, more than they could ever know. That said, let's hit the intro and uh, get into Vegas. <laughs> So Kyle Larson won again. That he did. He uh, he not only won, but I mean he was the fastest car. Um, apart from maybe one other car that was fast in the late runs, um, he he definitely spanked the field today. Yeah. So uh, obviously Kyle, um, only guy to really consistently be able to get back out into the front um, and lead the race on multiple occasions. It's kind of unique. You don't usually see only one guy able to get up there because obviously the thinking is if you're fast enough to get up there once you're going to get up there again um but you you know you could say he dominated the race uh obviously he didn't win by a ton so then technically it's not i don't know whatever you want to call it uh but tyler reddick has this big run coming at him uh right at the end of the race and kyle kind of arrow blocked him these cars you can do that that's just how they work um it's not and, and we'll get to like the ins and outs of that i think that's gonna be one of the main topics we hit on today uh 
but Kyle is kind of arrow blocking him. And then the last two laps, I thought I was, I was shocked. Number one, that Reddick changed his lineup. I thought the only way that he was going to be able to get by him was to stay on the line he was on. Uh, and then number two, at Kyle driving through his mirror, it really impressive to hold him off in the way he did. Cause he pretty much made what was going to be a close finish, a, a six tenths deficit. If that makes sense. Yeah. What was interesting was Reddick did the same thing. And I don't know if it was, you know, Larson kind of saving his stuff a little bit or Reddick pushing harder at the end, but we saw Reddick come on strong at the end of stage one on Larson. We saw him come on strong at the end of stage two uh, for Larson and then right at the end of the race as well. So, you know, both times, you know, at the end of the stages, he was right there too. Um, And I think as far as the late race uh, move with changing the line, I think he kind of just thought that Larson was going to go up and block his line. So he was going to try to do the opposite and go low. Um, But yeah, Larson just saw it coming and moved down low and kind of stopped that block. But it was uh, another exciting finish for sure this week. Yeah. uh, Talk about a start of a year, man. We've had some pretty kick-ass races across a lot of the series we covered. Not a, haven't seen one with first and second separated by 20, 20, 22 seconds, 22.4 seconds. That was, that was that one on Saturday morning. All right. Uh, it's been, been a good start to the year so far. No, uh, it, it was good today. Uh, it wasn't the barn burner uh, that we've kind of seen the last two weeks with that awesome super speedway package that NASCAR has and the great product that it produces. I'm just trying to get Caleb off his off his noggin today. <laughs> no, I I thought it was a very solid race, and I wasn't I didn't end the race like mentally exhausted like I have been the last couple weeks. But you you were exhausted watching. I mean, I'm exhausted every Sunday. It's, everything it's everything culminates on Sunday. Go ahead. No, I, it, it's it's good, and especially the last uh, two weeks with the finishes and stuff, it's been good. Especially how we started off the season with so many rain delays and um, all that. So it's it's good that we're finally getting some good racing and some good weather. Apart from the like severe thunderstorm level winds that Las Vegas had, that was we insane. were getting them here. West of Wyoming was. I, it was gusty. To, I don't know what it would compare to. I didn't look up the meter or whatever you would call it, I guess. But, yeah, I was waiting for someone to get cleaned out a little bit by the winds. Um, I will tell you before we get into the, the arrow block a little bit more, if you guys were keeping track of the over-under, I, I set it at, what, four weeks on forgetting to set my NASCAR fantasy lineup. We made it to the third week, and I forgot. Uh, <laughs> so I took the drivers from last week, and I was like, hold on. I'm I'm sitting pretty good. Corey LaJoy's having a great day. Byron looks really fast. Bubba Wallace, I, all his wheels came off the car and went right back on him with ease in the first two pit stops. Uh, and things just hit the fan. And Caleb, you got every single freaking driver in the top 10 and went four for four on matchups. Uh, so not only did I have all of my drivers in the top 10, even my garage driver finished in the top 10. You got to stop doing that. No one cares about your garage driver. But they barely care about our fantasy teams. So the only thing that was funny, though, is right before the end of stage two, when it locks both Chastain and Gibbs, those were the two that I had questioning 
and Gibbs had that bad pit stop and the, he, he lost first gear. And then Chastain had gotten the penalty and he was a lap down. So I was like, all right, who's going to be there at the end of the race? I literally like three times flipped back and forth between Chastain and Gibbs. Didn't know what to do. Went for Chastain. I was like, man, I might have screwed myself. They ended up, what, fourth and fifth? <laughs> so it really didn't even matter. But, yeah, I so I got all of them in the top ten, um, including Larson. And I even got all four of the bonus picks right, too. So it was you, should, a, you should look up the top scores from the week because you got to be up there. It's got to be pretty close. Yeah, I'll have to look and see what they are. But, yeah, I it was like close to I mean, it, you didn't get one, two, three, four or five with the four of them being right. But that's got to be damn close to as high. Yeah, as so it would have been, what was it? What a first? week for me to forget my lineup. This sucks. I'm screwed. I'm going to be so far behind. Well, here's the kicker, too. The first two weeks with the super speedways, since you can only use drivers 10 times in the regular season, I didn't use anybody big. So, I mean, well, I think I've, I've used Corey LaJoy twice, so suck on that. Okay. Well, literally, my Daytona picks were like Todd Gilliland, David Reagan, uh, like all that crap. And I, I still finished like fifth both the first two weeks. So um, I'm coming out strong, hopefully. But let's see. Because even like Logano, Byron, they, they came back for some good spots. So first, fourth, seventh, ninth, tenth. I'll take it. Yeah. Well, I'll have to look and see if you can check the – I would think you can check the top scores from that nation. Uh, anyway, no one no one cares about how we're doing in fantasy. Um, <laughs> but there is a, uh, a little rivalry brewing. You excited about this? Ross Chastain and uh, Ryan Blaney uh, seemingly always find each other on the racetrack in uh, recent races, I suppose, going back to the championship last year and uh, all that drama. Um, today on the uh, – on the radio, Ryan Blaney said, tell that dumb fuck to be smart. What a dick uh, about Ross Chastain. I think they're just racing each other really hard. I don't know what actually brought that up. Uh, and then Ross um, was talking about Blaney after the race with Bob Pachris. Uh He says it was pretty cool to see his evolution with the air blocking. I was proud of him uh, about Blaney. And Blaney quote tweeted that uh, and said, uh, it's a gift that just says it's ironic. I like this. I like this this league stuff. And I tweet I tweet this league sarcastically, like every Sunday making fun of the NBA. Because there's like stuff that only would happen in the NBA and it's drivers just behaving like five year olds. It's but it's hard to players, believe. Right. But I so I do it ironically a little bit. But we I mean this stuff, like I'll talk about this stuff all day long. This is fun for me. It's it's hard to believe that Ross Chastain has caused some issues for somebody um, that has pissed off someone else. We were we were talking just before this, but there's been twice this year now that uh, I've been watching an onboard of somebody and watch them just ram right into the back of somebody, and I go, "Holy cow, who is that? Like what?" Both times it's been Ross Chastain. Today it was on Michael McDowell, just straight up, like down the back stretch. I just rams right into him, and I, it's just—I don't understand. I, I guess you could make the case this time that he was trying to help, you know, get by by you know pushing him like we saw the twenty-three eleven guys do. But I just it, 
just astounds me every time how much he just uses his car. Well, I've got I've got a new segment I'm going to start for the show because I I never want to come off towards an entity, um, you know, a fan base of sorts that you know they they just want to see good racing, um, and I, I don't want to come at them and just be negative towards them all the time. I would never do that. Like in just come on here every week and complain about the same thing. I, I wouldn't, that's not in me. So I, I want to start a segment that I'll do myself. You don't even have to do any prep work, uh, Caleb. I almost called you Damon. Uh, I forgot our name tags on this episode. That's okay. Say something good about Ross Chastain. That's my segment. We're doing it every week now. Okay. Maybe it might, it might drop off. We'll see. Uh, I've never seen someone piss off more drivers in a garage and get in less fights. He's got the record is it's there. That's like we started we started off the be nice to Ross Chastain segment with a backhand. No, it's really it's really impressive. I I think it's very impressive, dude. I mean, you got to at least be a little bit of a chill guy off the track for that to kind of be a thing. I, it's almost like people. I mean, well, one, you know, Noah Gregson knows, but how, you know, how that all goes, but it's, it's almost like they just know, like, that's how he is. And so like fighting him is not going to change it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You almost kind of expect that out of him and, and you move well, on. And just, like, I got Chastain this week. Well, yeah. And like in the past, especially, you know, when they were younger, like people wanted to fight Joey Logano. Cause it was like, I'm going to beat him up and show him, you know, that I'm mad and, you know, basically make your point. And it's almost like, you know, your point's not going to get made to him because he's not going to change. So I remember that I only started hitting Joey Logano when his paint scheme changed from like the sexiest one in the garage to plain orange. Do you remember that? I mean, that had a big effect on his personality in my opinion. Okay. Well, we all stand for different reasons, I guess. God, this has got to be the dumbest podcast we've done so far. <laughs> I, hope I, mean, guys, well, I hope you guys are enjoying just the quirkiness of it. Cause that's, that's what we are. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, I wish you couldn't arrow block as easy. I, I really wish. I, I think it's ironic as hell that and Blaney said what I would say anyway, but it's ironic as hell that Chastain is saying that about Ryan Blaney after what the championship was. Um, I, it's, it's fun. I, I think, I think spotlight this, I think promote it, get them yelling at each other, you know, get them on podcasts this week, get them to do interviews, but hopefully stuff like this is like still talked about. Cause like, Fox did a terrible job today covering Bubba Wallace's lug nut they, issues. They did a bad job in general. Like, hey, do I still call it a lug nut? Yeah. Don't, don't questions with Connor. I would still call it a lug nut. It's like a single walk. Well, first, let's let's get yeah. into the arrow blocking thing. So Yeah, I, I, I just did that too. Yeah, we'll do the it, arrow block. Go for it. It is upsetting because it does make for, I'll just say, boring racing, more boring racing. I mean, we could have had a real nice battle for the lead three different times today, but it didn't happen because of Arrow. And that was like a big thing with, uh, you know, the 550 package and, you know, a lot of why we got away from that. So it's 
just upsetting to see that today. It's something that's kind of always going to be there. Um, but it, it just if you have a faster car like Reddick did, you should be able to get up to the guy and at least race him out for it and not get stuck two car lengths back. Ross Chastain has no problem passing people. Well, we, there's another. I'm doing two segments a week now. Look at I'm I'm the hardest working guy. <laughs> Probably that much. No, but uh, I I completely agree with that. I I wish there was an easy change to it. I don't. That's the the issue with it is I don't think it's an easy change. That's why it hasn't happened yet. Um, there is a new short track package this year. I don't know how how it's not like monumentally different, right? It's just tweaked. I think so. I I should know, but I don't like it's tweaked and everything the drivers asked for. They might have like delivered a fraction of it at most. That's usually how it goes. But now, keep in mind, there's engineers that are, you know, they design the car with a purpose and know about how it works and stuff like that. So some drivers are asking for stuff and some are. But, any, you know, we'll be a driver's podcast. I don't care. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how Phoenix looks. But. Yeah, I, I hope they can continue tweaking stuff and making it a little better week by week. Two different wheel issues today, and that's been a topic on our show since we started, I think. Um, just with the amount of Chris Buescher goes in the wall because his wheel fell off. Um, they just didn't get it tight. I, I don't know if you put that on the crew, if you put that on the design of the wheel. Uh, I lean more at the design when it's happening all around the sport consistently um and then bubba had a left front tire that they could not get off because the wheel got stuck got over tightened heated up that created the like a bigger bond in it or a stronger wrap stronger grip that the bolt that attaches onto the actual center line i don't know the actual technical words for these i'm trying to explain it to you like you're five, but also 25 at the same time, realize that's not the best plan. But from what Bozy uh, tweeted, it just got locked in there. They couldn't get it off. They tried a bar. They bent the crap out of a bar. They ended up having to cut the wheel off. It cost them 13 seconds, ruined his day completely, all because we designed this single lug nut wheel tire thing that goes along with the steering package and... We keep having wheel issues. I hate it. The only thing I'm going to say is I go back to other motorsports series have figured it out. So why can't we? And I don't know, like, I think it's a mixture of a lot of things, but like there's a lot of other motorsports series out there that run the single wheel nut every week and have limited issues there's always still going to be issues you know here and there so f1 indycar anyone else uh sports cars don't they run do that okay one I, i'm not a hundred percent sure i believe so um but i mean they do it every week and they've got it figured out so it's like whether it's a design issue whether it's a crew issue like for some reason, the good old American boys just can't seem to figure it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I, it just, I don't know. I don't know what exactly the deal is. Maybe, you know, with how hot these, you know, wheels get and stuff. I, I just, 
I don't know. I'm not a, a genius in that, but it's just weird to me that we seem to have issues almost every single week. And those other series have that many issues in a year. And very few. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I mean, very few issues that when it comes into tightening and loosening a wheel. Yeah. And it's, there's always going to be, you're always going to, ha- you know, somebody's going to mess up at some point or another, but yeah, it's just, it's amazing that it's, there's some sort of issue every single week, damn near with this, you know, in, in NASCAR. Yeah. I, and I don't know. I, I, again, it's another one of those things, right. That this deal, you know, it, can you improve on it or would it take a monumental change in something to actually make it better? And I struggle to, I, I'm not like a, the real technical savvy guy yet. I learn stuff every day. I learned a lot more about sprint cars than I do these NASCAR stock cars every day. Right. But I, I don't know what you can feasibly ask them to do. So I feel a little bad saying that they need to improve, but it, at the same time, it needs to get better. We like if I was if I was watching that race to watch Chris Busher, I was watching that race to cheer for Bubba Wallace in the same way. I'd be flipping my shit. You you ruined the entire race here. Bubba was the only guy with two top fives back to back to start the year, and he, you cost him thirteen laps because the lug nut won't come off. Well, I think that's part of the problem too. Is it's not it's not just a simple solution because it's not just, Oh, you had two guys today that their crews couldn't figure out how to put the tire on. Now you had one that couldn't get the tire on. You had one that a design or whatever, you know, we couldn't get the tire off. So it, yeah, we we've seen it too, where there's multiple issues going on. So I, I think that makes it harder to find, you know, a specific fix for that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, did you have other uh, any other takeaways from the race? Um, so I, there's a couple of things that kind of, I mean, Reddick was impressive. Um, I mean, we've kind of touched on that. Like, I, you know, setting my fantasy stuff, I didn't know exactly how he was going to do can today. I, can I lean off you real quick? Who's, who's your final four right now? Because I'd put him in mine. Dude. <laughs> I don't know. Mine's changed. Mine's changed the first. Mine mine has absolutely changed since the start of the season. Well, yeah, we're three races in. I mean, how do you even we we just I, got, we did it before the season started, Caleb. That's what we're paid to do. Yeah, but like we just got done with two super speedways, and now we just had well, like we did a we really did a little faulty marketing of the season starts today. Now that it's not a super speedway race, so just to, <laughs> just to make sure the last two weeks didn't mean jack shit, guys. Okay, so I, I get what they're doing. It's a talking point. It's what right right now. I would say William Byron. I have him. Kyle Bush needs to figure his pit road stuff out. But for now, I'm gonna include I, him in there based off of his speed. I don't have him. Um Ryan Blaney. I have Blaney. I, th- I think you could put Larson in there. And I have Larson. Who's my I think, I, oh my God, I was just doing this in my head to like purposely not forget who my fourth one was. Blaney, Byron. Oh, Reddick. 
there. There you go. So Blaney Byron, Larson, Reddick, but you got Bush. If Bush can figure out his yeah. pit road stuff, I mean, he has been one of the fastest cars all three weeks so it's far. It's a game of inches. He was inches short of the finish last week, inches over his pit today. Yeah. There you go. There's your football analogy of the week. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing I just crapped on other people for doing. So <laughs> give me give me all the cliche sayings. Um, um, apart from that, too, I mean, Truex has shown promise. Truex has shown some good consistency so far. Um, so I, I think he's going to be one that could definitely be on that line of, you know, we get into the playoffs and, you know, his consistency will get him there. And then if he, you know, keeps it up, he could go all that way. And then another one, I got to tip my hat to sixth place finish for Noah Gregson today. Um, after being, having zero points, um, <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. But on the flip side of that coin, I'm going to be honest, as I was starting to do our momentum tracking rankings, um, I completely forgot Ryan priest was in the race today. <laughs> now that you mention it, I did too. Didn't don't remember seeing his car. Don't remember hearing his name. Don't remember seeing him on the, the leaderboard. Like, I completely forgot that he was in the race. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Stuart Haas has not been a great team the last few years. Chase Briscoe was running up front a lot today uh, and did, did not end up with a great finish, I don't think. Do you know where he finished? He finished 21st. Sheesh. Yeah, and he, I mean, they had speed. Like, I was actually impressed. I was like, whoa, he's actually going to come out with, like, a good finish. Nope. But that's where Gregson to me was even more impressive that they were able to come back and and do that. Oh, Kyle finished twenty six today. Also, yeah, that's they got to figure their stuff out. I, well, I mean, that's it's a it's a small mistake. It just costs you big. Well, but that's the problem is they've had they've you know just had those too many of those issues and um there's a lot of pit road. St- there has been a lot. There was a lot last week, and I was blaming the pit road itself at Atlanta, right, because of the slowdown period and all that. But there was just as many this week, I thought. Maybe probably a little less. It just felt every green flag pit strategy, there's two or three guys that were speeding for sure. And it's like, man, what are you guys? Chastain, two weeks in a row, right? Yeah. Uh, Not many of them got pegged at Daytona, so I wonder, oh, phrasing again, Connor, geez, buddy. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know, you, you know, what, what's the difference with Las Vegas's pit road in Atlanta or how similar are they? And then you go to Daytona and no one makes these mistakes. Well, I know like, what's I mean, the reason for that? Yeah. Daytona is a little bit different because you're, you're pretty much coming at that one straight on. Um, you're actually coming around the corner fully and hitting it from a straight on um, Atlanta was tricky because you're actually entering in turn three. And what got a lot of guys were well, on, on both sides, you're at one uh, speed limit and then you have to go down to another speed limit. And again, you're coming around the corner. And so that's a little bit different. And then like today, yeah, you're, you're pretty much coming around turn three and four um, and you're 
kind of doing the whole turning, slowing down thing. So, I mean, Daytona definitely has its challenges, but yeah, it's more of like a straight on pit road compared to, you know, like the other two. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. And obviously I, I, I can't imagine we'll see too many at Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to see what goes on, but we'll see if Chastain can keep his record up. Or if this short track package starts catching cars on fire or something stupid. Who knows? I'm ready for anything. What do you think of the new qualifying format? I, dude, I, you know, so when I was a kid, I watched way more qualifying because I wasn't really like, I didn't, I didn't know that Dirt Vision was streaming a national sprint car series every weekend. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, to show you how far the sport's grown, like, I didn't know what the World of Outlaws was in 2013. I was like what, 15 years old. So, you know, I didn't know that was a thing. I used to watch Speed on Saturdays and, you know, I'd flip it for the Xfinity race. And the rest of the time you're watching like monster, monster truck reruns uh, in like speedboat racing and just niche motorsports that they put on there. Uh, very rarely was like dirt track racing on there, like regular professional dirt track racing, which is still crazy to me to this day, but we're past it. Um, what question? Say your question again. God. I kind of wondered. I was like, at this no, point, I'm, I'm connecting it. Say, what was the new, question? New qualifying format. Thank you. So, okay. So I always wanted them to have a better qualifying format because I'd watch the whole weekend. I'd watch Landon Castle and root for him to qualify for the race. Right. And he'd take Joe, ne Joe Nemechek's car and be like 17th. And I'm like, oh, what a wheel man. You can believe that, guys. Like seven, he's beating all the go or go homers by 10 spots. This is dope. And I always wanted him to have like rounds and like make it more exciting, make qualifying better. And now, now I'm like, God damn it, just run them two laps, see who's fast. We don't need, we don't need rounds. You know, it, it's hard enough to watch qualifying anyway. Just, just go watch or just, Go run them two laps a time, 40 cars, get it over with. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like that. You have, you, you had one group basically getting an advantage over the other, but now it's like, depending on how you do, you get split into a group and that decides whether you're in the inside lane or the outside lane. And I just, I don't like it. It's it's just stupid to me. Like, why just do like what IndyCar does, where you qualify all the cars and then the top ten, you run the top ten again. Just do that. Yeah. Well, they go. They do fast six still, right? It's still like three rounds. Well, yeah. Whatever. But yeah. Like, literally casual, not knowing how IndyCar qualifying works. You gotta be kidding. I do. I'm a motorsport. I'm saying for NASCAR, you would do the top 10 because I that's think. with that many cars. Stuff. So everybody gets two laps and then you take the top 10 and you run them again for, you know, two laps, one lap, whatever the f you want to do. But just then, yeah, do your do your fast 10 and do it that. Way. I don't understand the groups. and sh It just is stupid. And all they're doing is splitting them into two flights, and it's fast as five in each flight, I think. It's like outlaws do it with 50 cars um, or 48 or something like that. Um, it, typical thing. But it, the way they present it, too, is a little bit confusing. 
when when they're putting them out like sometimes the list is like combined and just says like group a group b and it's alternating and doesn't feel like the formula really balances them out quite right either and that's different for me but i'm just like you don't even need a second my my issue with the rounds okay and it doesn't happen in nascar nearly as much as it does in the dirt world say a guy sets a track record in round one and starts the race seven like i i, I hate that that's stupid honestly yeah. you set a track record you should be off the track you're first until someone beats it so whoever's first after qualifying group a at iowa he gets the poll I, I mean, even if you just take it down, I mean, I'm fine with doing it where you run another group. I can, I can be fine with that, but it, you just make it so stupid of like, okay, since Connor qualified in front of Caleb, Caleb has to start on the outside now. Like it just, it no, make it, make it so that you earn where you're starting. That was, I, I don't know, you're confusing me now. <laughs> I, I get it, yeah. Um, let's move on. <laughs> we, we've beaten this force into the ground. Uh, IndyCar is starting their season uh, this weekend. They're at St. Petersburg, the uh, annual festival-style event. I've heard great things about it. I want to get down there at some point. I, it'd be so cool to just live in Florida and cover all these series for a year do it yeah it's a lot of basketball going on we're preoccupied with i know which quite, one quite, i'd rather see I, okay. I know someone that might agree with you there uh, <laughs> no no i'm not trying to hate on anybody here um grand prix st petersburg though uh we indycar doing a you know the million dollar challenge all-star race later this month at the uh rich people pavilion glen oaks country club out in california the thermal club is what it's called gated community race fan car enthusiast community with loads of money um i'm excited for that uh i, I did want to ask you like in general though how excited are you for this indie car season coming up what are you looking for the most well, I mean, I'm going to put on my Connor Ferguson hat and I'm going to say I'm looking forward to Joseph Newgarden winning another championship. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. I thought you were going with Ray Hall. Caleb's no, I'm just going to take Hall. the biased route, though. Um, how, am I, how am I biased? Joseph Newgarden is the best oval racer that I've ever seen in IndyCar. What are you doing? Caleb's, Caleb's my, dog, my dog has appeared um no i just biased because i'm a huge new garden fan so um yeah I, i'm i'm just interested to see what what drama happens because I, I feel like we're gonna experience more of that this year i'm intrigued to see how larson does in the 500 um I don't know. I think we're going to experience kind of a surprise driver this year up towards the top. So, yeah, I think, I think we will too. We're due for another breakout. Um, Christian Lingard's right on the cusp. I think uh, there's a lot of guys that are right there. 
Um, and a lot of guys that were there two years ago and have kind of floundered a little bit. So, I'm, you know, is this, are they going to rebound? Or are they going to keep going that way? Um, I'm really amped to see uh, Luke Combs and Post Malone at Iowa Speedway and Kelsey Ballerini. And I always forget the fourth. They always have four concerts. I always remember three. I don't know why I do this. It's not Jake Owen. It's not uh, Eric Church. Thank you. Uh, you did the Talladega guy. God, the, the Cyhawk college game day picker himself. I'm, I'm sorry, Eric. If you're out there and you see this, one of your people sends this to you. That's on me. I always do that, though. Um, no, that, that'll be really cool. Uh, the High V picking up the Milwaukee race sponsorships and turning that into a doubleheader weekend. I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Uh, one of those is night race. I love that we got that. I love that we have a night race at Iowa. Uh, and then we end the season on three straight ovals, and that's damn straight how IndyCar should be doing it. Not a more not a more consistent product on the planet than Indy cars at a good oval. I mean, that's for every anybody, any of the new USA fans that have been kind of watching F1 lately and uh, are starting to get bored of it already. Turn into the IndyCar world, and don't, they want your money. They don't want your passion. I promise. I promise. It's. 22.4 seconds between first and second place. I saw a dude on TikTok, Caleb. Uh, that was the F1 result this week, and Max Verstappen won by 22.4 seconds. He's in the fastest car. It, it's not usually not a lot of action on a weekly basis whatsoever. And then they they hype it up like it's the biggest thing in the world. And I think NASCAR could learn a lot from their presentation. Uh, Mike Joy, love you, buddy. Get a little more excited for us, please. Just a little. Just a bit. Still love you. Uh, Caleb, I saw a TikTok this weekend, uh, and it's for stopping leading by that much. And this dude took a piece of tape and wrote all the positions, like 1 through 21 or something, and taped it over the, the scoreboard going down uh, with the top, with the number one part blocked out. And just said, okay, we made the race interesting. Second is now first, and third is now second. Yeah, I saw that as well. Uh, I hope uh, in, the thing I hate is like IndyCar tries their ass off to go appeal to fans, go, you know, do make things better for the fans. I know that thermal club tickets were like 2000 bucks or something, but they have kept dropping them and dropping them as the race gets closer, maybe in an effort to sell them, obviously. Uh, but the, you know, they're out there trying, they're out there trying to market. They're out there trying to do stuff. 100 days to Indy was a cool show. It's going to be cool this year. You should tune into it. I don't know how you can watch it because I, I don't know off the top of my head. We'll tell you when it comes around, I promise. Uh, but, yeah, I, I wish the series and organizations that go out of their way to try to appeal to fans were the ones that received these booms like the sport of pickleball has. I don't know what the hell pickleball did to do anything for fans, but people are like – repainting tennis courts to make them pickleball courts all over the country now it's the most bizarre thing and you got organizations flipping houses upside down to try and find a golden key to get into one of these booms and i don't know any car's good great people in that organization uh they do they've done a lot for us they've they credentialed us like five passes last year uh for the indycar race and i said i we need like one seat in the press room if yeah, we're, we want, here's our team. 
this is what we're going to do. And we killed the coverage for it. So love the guys over there. They, they really care about what they're doing. They really care about the sport of racing and growing IndyCar and hopefully it grows uh, as much as it can uh, in the 2024 season. A lot to look forward to. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Raja Karuth, first win Friday in the truck series and John Hunter Nemechek wins the Xfinity race. You watch either of those? I did not. I, uh, one of the few races that I've actually missed, um, I was, I was busy both nights. So casual, uh, congrats to Raja. I know, uh, Bubba Wallace is playing a big role in, uh, mentoring him and has in the past. Uh, I thought Bubba calling him out on the, was it the dirty mo podcast or was it, uh, like post-race space or something like that? I can't remember where I saw it. Yeah, I don't remember. He, he was talking a little, I think it was a space, but uh, he's talking a little shit to him. He's like, well, yeah, he, he ran him the hell over. That's why they wrecked. You can't do that. <laughs> I, it was awesome, man. Like, I love, you know, driver showing personality like that, rubbing, rubbing people, uh, not the wrong way, but just going the back and forth. It's cool. I wish we could see more of that. Um, we are going, I think we're going to have another dirt episode uh, after the World of Outlaws race on Monday. Uh, and then we'll probably have rankings up on Tuesday. So packed week, um, getting into the racing season. I think they go to Kendale, uh, the outlaws do after that for Friday and Saturday night. So I'm excited to uh, see how those races turn out. Excited to talk about them and we're here. We're, we're in the season. Finally, it felt like Christmas again, waking up for the NASCAR race. So we'll see, uh, how next week, if the, if the Christmas effect is still in town, sound good. You good. Mm -hmm. awesome thank you guys for listening thanks again to the carlotto group uh and we will see you guys uh tomorrow night appreciate y'all appreciate y'all again uh the stop button is over here there we go i got it love you guys